0: Hey there! Welcome to the Lead Bold Podcast, a place where we engage in incredible conversations with amazing leaders in ministry and ministry partners as we encourage and challenge one another to live fully into what God is calling us to be. Each episode, will dig into three questions. One, what is hard about being a woman leading in ministry? Two, what is one transformational or even trajectory-changing lesson you've learned about leadership? And three, What does it mean to you to lead bold? We are so excited about our guest today, Mrs. Sharon Norris Elliott. She is an award-winning author, a very popular speaker, an incredible Bible teacher, and the founder and CEO of both Life That Matters Ministries and Authorize Me, which is a more uh, recent endeavor where she works to edit others' work, to mentor up-and-coming writers and speakers, to coach writers as they draft their manuscripts, and to really give support for people who are um, working toward their publishing goals which is phenomenal Um, and if that wasn't enough she also was a teacher for 35 years and she's focused her time full into ministry now she and her husband serve at Christ Second Baptist Church in Long Beach and when she's not being an all-around rock star she's a pretty amazing grandma so let's hear a bit from Andrea and we'll jump into the episode
1: Today, Erin and I got to speak with Sharon Norris Elliott, which is pretty exciting for a couple of reasons. First, because she is going to be our keynote speaker for this fall's Lead Bold Conference in September 2021. And some of you already did get a chance to meet her because for last year's conference, when we were virtual, she was one of our panelists. So I know some of you have already thoroughly enjoyed hearing her words of wisdom, and some of you are gonna get introduced to her for the first time. The second reason I'm excited is because she's just super awesome and has a lot of encouraging things to say. She has such a great perspective, especially for those of us that have often felt like maybe God's timing with our plans is not quite lining up with ours. Maybe there's been a few closed doors, and just having the patience and the wisdom to be able to watch what God's doing and step into what God's doing, and maybe even look at things from a little bit of a different perspective. Those are some of the things we talk about, and I can't wait to share with you the conversation we had with Sharon Norris Elliott. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Lead Bold Podcast. I'm here with my faithful and awesome co-host, Aaron Seth. Hey, Aaron.
2: <laughs> hey there. Happy Friday. We're recording on a Friday
1: fridays are good and the other good thing about this friday is we have our incredible guest sharon norris elliott welcome sharon
3: hey ladies i'm so excited thank you for having me
1: I'm I'm thrilled for our listeners to be able to get to know you a little bit because you, of course, are our keynote speaker for our conference coming up in September. So I would invite everyone to just see this as a little appetizer. No pressure. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Everything falls on you, Sharon. You better get those people there just kidding. No, we have, uh, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. It's actually been about, a, it's been a year since yeah. I originally invited you. That's and right. of course, we all know what happened in that year. Mm-hmm. And Because mm-hmm. uh, we, we met right before the pandemic, right?
3: Yes. Well, we met the first time. Right. Uh, about a year before that. Yes. Um, but you were not impressed with me until last no. year. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. Sharon's in a tight <laughs> today. She's
2: love. Oh. I'm here for it.
3: Yeah, it was last year that we, um, you know, really connected. And um, you started talking about the Lead Bold and that you said, you have to be there. It wasn't really an yes. invitation. It was pretty much... A command. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll admit that
1: I definitely came on strong, uh, but I—I'll tell you what, you—you uh, you guys that are listening, I—I I did. I got to hear Sharon speak, and it—it it wasn't even a super long message, and I just so vividly felt prompted to invite her then and there to be our keynote for 2020. We made some shifts and uh, kind of had to pivot, like everyone did. And I asked her if she'd be gracious enough to postpone that until 2021. So, just Sharon, I'm so thankful that you said yes. I'm so thankful that you are here with us today, and we're excited to talk with you.
3: Yeah, I'm
1: excited about both.
2: Both. Yeah, Andrea. (laughs) <laughs> it, Andrea knows a good thing when she sees it, and so right. I'm not surprised she struck while the iron was hot and said, this lady knows what's up, and I want to be a part of it, so right. great. Yeah. We're excited to have you.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's jump in. Um, as you know, we always kind of hit these three questions, and Erin uh, and I have been, um, it's been really fun to hear the different perspectives on these same three questions. But let's jump into our first one. And it's really just this broad sweeping free for all of let's just jump to the challenge, which what is hard in your experience, as you've observed and worked with other women leaders, what is hard about being a woman in ministry?
3: Well, the, the funny thing is, um, I've kind of been involved in ministry my whole life, because my dad's a pastor. And so um, he was a pastor, Uh, and watching him lead, um, gave me, of course I was a daddy's girl, so I want to be like him (laughs) and just watching him lead. He was a very service, uh, oriented pastor, you know, and, um, so that was a big influence But the problem of course was i was a girl and the girls were pretty much in the second place you know or they were not the ones up front um but but my dad was odd in that way letting us do that but as i got older and moved away from the church where he was you know whatever i found that um the big problem was I'm a girl. (laughs) And so, um, you know, the men would be called on first, you know, to to preach or, or, you know, lead or what have you. And so um, that became, uh, that is the biggest struggle um, in, in, wanting to say, okay, yes, here are my gifts, but then if I'm not chosen in a leadership position, you know, or what have you, then I have to assess, okay, so am I prideful or am I really being looked over? (laughs) Or is is it what I want to do? And some things holding me back or is it what I should be doing? And they, you know, the big council of they are holding me back. So that's, I think that's the biggest struggle. Um, I call it assertive humility. So <laughs> I want to say, hey, hey, I'm here. I can, I can do it. You know, I even feel God calling me to do it. But if he doesn't tell you, you know, Am I missing it? So that I think is the biggest struggle uh, for me um, as a woman in leadership. Um, I know, I know, and especially as I get older, I know what God's put in me and the excitement that I have, right, about a message or you know, or something. But it's like, no, just wait. And I, I suppose that's, that's a good thing. You know, we all have to wait and and wait our turn and that kind of thing. But at the same time, we do live in a a society. um, And then especially in the church, you know, the church has been man heavy. I guess. Even though Jesus um, brought women in in ways that were never thought of before. And aren't we supposed to be becoming like him? So... (laughs) That yeah, it's that's my big struggle. Yeah,
1: that's there's so much there. I think there's so much of your experience that our listeners can relate to. Um, so I just want to back up and kind of poke at some of that there. Um, how so for you coming out of this really affirming um, childhood and having parents who affirmed those gifts in you, and that was a place you could use them. How did you handle it? Like, what advice would you give to that woman who's in that place that you were in when you then went to a different context and kept feeling like second choice or third choice or never getting chosen? How did you get through that? And what would you say to women in that situation now?
3: Right. I don't think we're ever through it. <laughs> First of all. So, Point taken. Right. And so I like, I like to quote scripture. So be ye also ready. <laughs> right? So when, so whatever God has called me to do, I'm going to be ready to do that when a door opens. And so I may not, I may think that I should be uh, going through door a let's see. You know, and I'm thinking, that's where it's going to be. That's where it's going to happen. But I'm not going to just wait for door A. Okay, I'm going to be ready for what God calls me to do for when, specifically, he calls me to do it. So it might not be until door Q. Okay, (laughs) but when door Q opens, sister is ready to walk through it okay period so you know for example i knew that god was giving me a sermon um, for church i'm on the uh you know i'm an associate pastor uh minister at our church and so but i wasn't getting asked to preach um and so you know i was watching you know Different people are being asked to preach. And I believe my pastor is hearing from God. So if he's not asking me, God must not be saying, you know, tell Sharon to preach. But I know I had this message. I knew I had the message. So I prepared the message. That's awesome. I would keep going over it and over it. And then lo and behold, you know, I got an opportunity. (laughs) It was like my pastor was going to be out of town unexpectedly. And you're like, like well, I, I happen, happen to have a message in my back and <laughs> i volunteer. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, okay, yo, you know, I was actually thinking about, you know, and I'm thinking in my mind, well, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> you know, That's it was it. the right message for the right time, you know, and all those things. And so just be ye also ready. Just be prepared. When the door opens, now it might not have been my church. It might have been someone else's church. Maybe it was supposed to be like a keynote or, or at an event or whatever, but I was supposed to prepare that message. So I prepared that message. And it sat, you know, for a while. It's such, an interesting,
2: it's such an interesting thought because I think that we, as people and as women in, in general, I think that we are so, we're so tied to our expectations, right? We talk about this all the time, this idea that like, here's what I was expecting to happen or especially being a woman in ministry, kind of having this plan or this hope for a trajectory or for doors to open and the balance of, of of knowing, you know what, I need to be adaptable and I need to be prepared. I need to keep myself in the word. I need to be continually leaning on the Lord, whether or not I'm being asked to lead in this moment, right? And waiting on the Lord's timing. But that balance, like you said, is delicate where it's like, you know, how do I make sure that I'm continually responding to the call, Mm -hmm. whether or not I get to have a demonstrative opportunity to actually step into it, right? Right. And so keeping yourself, I mean, it's one of the things I've always admired and, and liked about being in ministry is in the same way you're constantly, you know, with the opportunity to lead whenever the Lord opens that door, you're continually working on your own relationship with him before you step into leading other people to do it but it is so hard I think sometimes to feel like you know especially when it's like door a and door q where they're like there may be years you know where people feel like they're in the waiting you know right it's hard
1: yeah I heard a uh, I, I, I heard a funny saying one time that was like if and this kind of sounds like it goes against what you're saying, but it brings me to something I want to ask you. It said, If a door closes, just open it again. That's how doors work. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I say that because you said this phrase, assertive humility. And I want to dig into that a little bit because it is kind of this what does that look like to wait to see door A that's closed? And to still be ready and be doing things. But I mean, what's happening in the middle there? How do you still kind of be an advocate for yourself, but not be pushy? Because I think that's something that women worry about.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I find that when, you know, yes, doors work because you open them back up, but. Um, If someone slams a door in my face, right. I'm not going back through it. Right. There might be something on the other side that's ready to punch me. (laughs) 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 Um, but what I, what I find is I just keep going through other doors. I've, I've never had the experience where this is my only option. Right. I don't think any of it, if we we would but look around, right, there are other options. And so if this one, sometimes I've had a door closed that was closed temporarily. Okay, so I'll come back later, um, if I'm still available. Right, right. you're lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh now, <laughs> I'm I, guessing I found that when I continue to move on and use my gifts in this other area or what have you, it many times turns out that that first door, you know, looks and says, Well, why aren't you doing that over here? And I'm going, Uh, that door was closed, remember? <laughs> and so I have to go ahead and I'm God is going to use me. God is not giving me gifts that He will waste. Now I could waste them and I could just decide, well, forget that, you know. Because, for example, I know that I am a preacher teacher. I know that. All right. And so that the fact that all these things got shut down during the pandemic did not change the fact that I'm a preacher teacher. And so, so now it's the virtual, right? It's the online thing. Um, and someone the other day, I was at a meeting for an upcoming conference and someone said, Sharon, I'm seeing you now more than I ever saw you. And then another lady said, yeah, Sharon's everywhere. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, you were ready.
1: ready. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. It's one of the things that I really appreciate about you, Sharon, is you are, you are an activator. I think you activate other people and you stay active in doing the things. And, um, and, and actually that, you know, when you talk about this idea of like, look around, see yep. what else there is i think it leads really nicely to our second question because i know you want to share uh, the this question of like was has there been or tell us a story of something that was kind of a trajectory shift and i think as you tell us that story our listeners are going to hear that you you in fact have been looking around and reassessing and that has led you to a pretty significant transition recently you want
3: to tell us about that a significant transition i taught school for 35 years and thank you gate okay (laughs) just in time (laughs) i retired um in august of 2020 um and it was really because this i was working at a private school and they were talking about going back in and i was saying "Mm -mm," you know (laughs) I'm not going back You COVID, you know, this and that. And my husband has some health challenges. And so I said, I can't bring the, I can't bring the germs in. So I wasn't that far from retirement. I know it's hard to tell, but anyhow, um, (laughs) I said, okay, I'm going to retire and just go full time into this writing and speaking. And then I had just started the literary agency. So I've been working with authorize me my company since 2008, but I was working full time and I Mm -hmm. taught English, so grading papers and so it was a lot of time and all like that, but I would still take my vacation, you know, hours and go to conferences. And so I was doing all this. I couldn't not write that was, that had to be done Mm -hmm. and I couldn't not teach at conferences (laughs) that had to be done, Mm -hmm. but it was all just smashed in there. So now I said, okay, I'm going I'm going to throw everything in to this full time so that um, I can teach writers and I can help them sort out all these great things that they learn at conferences and I can help folks get published so I could really ramp up the literary agency. And man, when I tell you that God has just said, yes, do it. It's been amazing. I mean, (laughs) you know, on my own writing, um, my 12th book came out in August. I signed a contract for the 13th book. I signed a contract for a multi book deal for children's books, for seven children's books. I so love that's it. On the personal side, um, I started an academy, my Authorize Me Academy, where I teach people, I take them by the hand, right? How to write your book from idea to our submitting it. And I'm about to go into the second semester of that, right? And then, the,
1: like a little, I need whatever you're taking, Sharon. And the like
3: ages loan you're taking. Up. I just signed my twenty-first client. Oh my, That's amazing. Word. it's amazing. So what are you? August.
1: So what? you know, I think I think so many of our listeners, um, either by choice or by pandemic, are having those same questions. What now? how can this look different? How did you, one, have the courage to go out on a limb like that? And two, how did you have the wisdom um, to know like what steps those should be? I mean, I just, I want our listeners, especially who are in that transition, having to figure that out to really kind of be able to learn from you.
3: I think a lot, I think we do things that are our gift without even thinking about doing it. We we just do it. And somebody has to tell you like, okay, I guess I'm telling you today, <laughs> right? That the gift-making room for you has to do with you being able to live with that gift. That gift can actually feed you. Mm-hmm. That gift, God... Remember, God um had the Levites to work in the temple and the the food that came in as the sacrifices, that was dinner. Right. Right. Rain offerings or whatever. That was the bread they ate. And so as you serve God, do not be um afraid to. Now this is gonna sound really secular, okay. so I don't want us to be afraid of and I, like it's this might sound secular, but you'll get what I mean of actually monetizing hmm. the gift that God has given you. um people would call me and say, you know how do you how do you write such and such right or how would you um uh, entitle? this, that, and the other. And I would just give the advice. Oh, yeah, you should so-and-so-and-so and this and that and the other. And that person would move on to publish their book or what have you. And I had a girlfriend from from the East Coast uh, call me. And she said, girl, <laughs> what you are doing is consulting.
2: Yeah.
3: And people get paid to consult you have wisdom and knowledge that you are actually teaching people that's called a class i had to learn that my knowledge from over all these years that i have gained is valuable
1: that's really good
3: right and it's going to help um someone else to move forward it would
1: yeah, is- I, I feel like it comes back again to that same phrase that you said of assertive humility because I think some people might hear that and think like, Oh, but I'm not doing it for the money, or that makes it sound like I'm have ulterior motives, and yet it is that um being intentional and being assertive and also knowing that it is servanthood,
2: right, yeah. I right. think that that's what stops. And I love that like in your journey in this kind of trajectory moving space, you did, you, t- you, you, you asked the Lord to give you peripheral vision and say, I'm stepping away from that thing that is my like stable, like breadwinning gig to really fully lean into what I feel you've called me to do. And I think so many women find themselves because of the fear of maybe being too assertive or that like as a female, there's already, we've talked about this before, there's already an inequity of pay connected to it as well I think asking God to intercede and say like I'm trusting that this is your call and I'm gonna be intentional about making this something that one is going to serve you and two is going to feed me and so stepping away from your full-time gig is you know it's a big step in making that a reality
3: right right um and and we have to be it's weird at first (laughs) you know it feels funny um but you know, I looked around, I did some research, you know, how, how much do people get paid for, you know, consulting in this area? Yeah.
1: You know, and it, to me, it's that, it's that whole word bold, you know, that our whole thing is lead bold. What is it to do that? Um, and that's, you know, as you know, that's the, the third question of just to you, Sharon, what does that mean to lead bold? How would you, um, you know, just kind of like speak into the lives of our listeners about what, what
3: boldness might look like in their leadership. Right. I think boldness has a lot to do with self-confidence and confidence in God. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think we backpedal from confidence in God. When we have confidence in God, that's, that's enough. So I have confidence in God and then God tells me what he wants me to do. Well, if I have confidence in God and he tells me what he wants me to do, then I can have confidence in me because he would not tell me to do what he wants me to do if I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So then that self-confidence is not contrary to confidence in God.
2: Oh, say that again.
3: Right.
2: Oh, my God.
3: That self-confidence is complementary to your confidence in God. As a matter of fact, if I don't have self-confidence, then I'm being disobedient. Oh, Sharon's preaching now. I know. (laughs) That's right. God... God says, Sharon, I want you to help my people to get my message out to the world. That's what God has told me to do. If I'm not speaking up for myself and leading bold right? to speak up for myself to do that, I am dishonoring God. Wow. He's the one who called me to do it.
1: Yeah, I hear so much in what you're saying of that you are kind of putting the seeds out there in order to equip other people and serve other people. And it's this multiplying of effort. And I think every woman leader um, in a ministry space, that is what we do. You know, Mm -hmm. we do the unique, unique thing that God is calling us to do. But as with any gifts, it is for the good of the body. And right. yes, we we are also sustained in it and cared for. And because of God's gracious design, we are fulfilled as we serve in our gifts, but ultimately we we are activating the rest of the body. And uh I I I love that. I love that um just doing it and the self self confidence and God confidence. I love
2: how you link those together. That's Amazing. really wonderful. I know you've written like 12 books, have signed for 13 and are also assigned to seven more for children, which is incredible, but we joke all the time. Our like favorite thing about this podcast is we often like to think about like a book that you would write. Now you've written a lot of books. But we—I don't know, Andrea. I think is, is aggressive humility a book that that Sharon Norris Elliott's going to write? No, no,
1: it's not aggressive humility. It's assertive. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is like Sharon. I, 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 if you write your autobiography. It, maybe oh. it has the word aggressive on the cover and then it's crossed out and it says assertive, assertive. Instead. Yeah. assertive <laughs> humility. learning that self-confidence and god confidence are not mutually
2: exclusive yeah amazing
1: <laughs> i love it sharon you have been just a fireball as you always are i'm so thankful for our time with you any last any last nugget that you've God has on your heart that you have to say to our listeners?
3: You know, my tagline is live significantly. Mm-hmm. I want I want our leading women um, to live a life that uh, that little dash, you know, on the tombstone, that really makes a difference. So live significantly.
2: I love it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sharon. We really appreciate you and all of your candor, transparency, and your, your insight. It's just really refreshing. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you today.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, Sharon, thanks for being somebody who does live significantly and is truly, genuinely empowering other people to do it as well. We'll see you in September, my friend. Thanks for being <laughs> here. Yeah, don't miss out. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed your time listening
0: to us and sharing today. Um, Wow, just so much to glean from that. Can you imagine that um, our self-confidence equals our confidence in God? Really powerful statements and some amazing things to consider and discern. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Sharon today. If you would like to hear from Sharon again, don't forget that we have our Lead Bold Conference 2021, which is September 10th and 11th. So that's coming up as well as a really exciting event called Inspired to Lead, which is coming up on April 24th. If you'd like more information about that and possibly to buy a ticket and attend, you can find all of the information on that at leadingbold.org slash events. All right, folks, we'll
2: see you next time. And until then, we hope you're leading bold.